All right, folks, welcome back to the Pete, what is it, the fifth episode of The Exile Diary? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I'm broadcasting here from the great, uh, the basement of a good friend from college, Tucker Aarons. He was my former roommate in school. I'm broadcasting from his basement in Arlington, Virginia, the great swamp area. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, dating, online dating, dating apps. And uh, Tucker's going to share some some stories, some wild, absolutely scintillating experiences he had while using these online dating apps such as Bumble, Tinder, and the newer one, Hinge. So folks, welcome back. Yeah, welcome. Should be a good show today. So Pete, you said you were doing some research about uh about Bumble. They recently went public, right? Yeah, so they went public on I believe it was February tenth. Um and they raised two point one five billion in their IPO. Um and they're now kind of the top competitor in the public market with match.com which mm-hmm. owns tinder um so they've kind of bumble has really risen up um and they're quite in, becoming quite a competitor now to uh some of the other dating apps um but yeah bumble is a little more uh worldwide i would say they're very popular outside of the u.s especially in latin america and europe um really just for some yeah, just for some reference, they have about 28 million active monthly users, whereas Tinder has about 60 million active monthly users. Wow. So definitely much, much larger of a company, or I'm sorry, much smaller of a company than Tinder. But um, yeah, they, they have a little bit of a different market, a little more outside the U.S. So I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. When, yeah. I, when I went to uh, Zurich for a physics conference... You know, I was I was a little lonely and wanted to scope out the area. And I remember I downloaded Tinder and Bumble. And Tinder, really, there were there were you know no people in my area, but Bumble, you know, it seemed completely normal. Plenty of uh, you know native Zurichians. <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely think Bumble's more established. Why is internationally. that? Is it just uh, is it just the the quality of the app is better than Tinder? Perhaps I don't know. My my hunch would be that Tinder just seems to reek of American mm. like hookup culture. It just seems like a really this is just speculation, but it just seems like a predominantly American, you know, ideal based uh, company. And Bumble's a little bit more appealing to uh, you know the masses. Yeah, I can see that. Bumble's a little more like it's got a little more slick design. I think it's got better mm. features. Tinder's a little janky in the sense that it's people don't really care so much about your profile and like what you're adding to it in terms of the details, like what you like, what you dislike, fun stories that you can share. It's more just about the yeah. uh, the quality of the picture you're providing to the potential partner. Yeah, okay. and also Bumble is a little bit closer to Hinge just in terms of how the profiles are set up um Mm -hmm. you get a little more uh detail about people versus just tinder where it's a couple of photos um so i think bumble definitely is a little less they try and be less of like a you know hookup app but 
Yeah, and it's. I mean, you're you're still swiping on people, so. I think it's the uh, only app. Well, of the three, it's definitely the only app that has any sort of verification process. So, oh, okay. you know, you you uh, you don't have to verify yourself, but the accounts that are verified have a little blue check, like a Twitter verification. And okay. You, you have to okay. take a. They give you a a photo, like a photo that you need to replicate. And if, you know, if you do it, they run some like facial recognition or matching, gesture matching, I suppose, algorithm. And when you pass it, you're kind of verified and it gets rid of all the catfishes. And one of the main things I noticed about Tinder nowadays, maybe not not so much three, three, four years ago, it's it's, you know, to be frank, it's just a bunch of women that are trying to advertise their OnlyFans accounts. And I don't say that in any cut like that is any condescending way. That's literally what most of the accounts are on Tinder. Yeah. And I've met I've met plenty of women that have it like they know that if they drop their Instagram handle in a Tinder account and they're semi attractive, they can just gain a steady influx of Instagram followers. And so most most girls like they're in relationships and like they're just living regular lives and they, they just want a little bit more exposure on Instagram. It's so like they, marketing. Right? Yeah, they just download Tinder, make their account public, put some you know attractive photos on there, and then drop the handle, and boom, you're you're good to go. But that's, that's that's not really how uh, Bumble and Hinge work. That's a really good point. So, Tucker, why don't you share some of your? Uh, I, I know you've used all three of these apps, the the big three, as they say. Um, do you have any crazy, you know, any stories you like to share with us? I know there was one date that uh, Tucker had back in the day when he was living in Orange County. Um, there was a there was a car a literal car chase involved. Uh, oh no! <laughs> a literal car chase. Tucker got into a car chase with this uh, with this girl. Uh, this girl's ex boyfriend got involved in the date, and they, uh, Tucker, why don't why don't you just go into some de- greater detail about this story? Because it's absolutely wild, folks. It's <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite quite an evening, quite a sequence of events. Um, so I, I took this girl out to this uh, local Italian restaurant in, in the circle of Orange, um, which is just kind of like a hot spot you can go to within walking distance from John and I's apartment. And um, I matched with this girl on Tinder. So I suppose that's the preface if we're going to be comparing the apps. And, you know, it went really well. And then as soon as I exited the um, the restaurant with her, this car drove by. And yeah, like this dude yelled out, hey, yo, Eric, like, what the hell? And I interpreted, <laughs> I interpreted as this guy calling to me thinking, you know, he thought I was one of his friends or something. And then I later remembered <laughs> that the girl's name that I was on a date with. You was, didn't even know the girl's I name. Know, okay, <laughs> I knew the girl's name, but she had, she used a different name on Tinder, which I suppose was the initial warning sign. And so it didn't initially, like, I knew her as someone else. So it didn't click with me, like, oh, this guy's, like, yelling at this girl. And uh, she kind of acted all weird, but it took me, like, you know, a minute or so to realize, you know, what was going on. And by that time, this guy pretty much started circling. So I, the, the layout of the circle is, you know, it's fairly self-explanatory. It's literally a circle with a roundabout and in the center is a cool little area. You can just kind of walk around. There's some cool like trees. And so by the time I realized what was going on, we had made, (laughs) we had made our way to the actual circle 
and this dude was doing roundabouts like trying to block us off from the exits from this like central center island and i i didn't quite get what was going on and then she she initially you know she said like you know oh like just ignore him like i don't know what he's doing and it got pretty intense like he started uh like yelling out at me and he literally <laughs> he literally said yo did you meet this guy on tinder and i just started <laughs> i just started chuckling like this guy knows what's going on right now and um yeah i didn't really quite know what to do i made a you know a little bit of an alpha move and i yelled at him i was like you're i told me he was embarrassing himself which <laughs> might not have been the best idea facts man and that didn't that didn't really help and um i tried to just quickly escape the island and but he was he was circling around it too fast and there's only two exits and i just realized like like i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to make a run for it so i tell this girl like i don't know what's going on i don't really care right now i'm just concerned with you know making sure you're okay and so we we sprinted in we sprinted out of the circle and i knew he saw us so i ducked into a it was a closing coffee shop you know (laughs) And it was fairly dark, and I thought, all right, I'm gonna walk into this coffee shop. We're gonna we're gonna hang out for a little bit, you know, lose the lose the tail. And I thought I did. And as soon as you know, I saw his truck. Of course, he was driving a truck. It was like an F250. Classic. Yeah, lifted black F250. Couldn't couldn't have gotten any any more stereotypical. And then I, you know, I I realized that my car is parked like in the parking lot right behind this coffee shop. So I just I just taped scroll. I'm like, all right, let's go. And then I get in my car, I start the engine, and then out of nowhere, I see this dude's truck beelining it for me, and he parks right behind me and, like, blocks me in. And I can't go forward because there are those, um, like, the concrete stoppers or whatever. I don't know what the, the formal jargon for those is. But I just realized, like, all right, this dude's getting out of his car. I don't really know what to do. And I'm from Texas, so I assume anyone that's uh, engaging with me in that sort of aggressive fashion, they probably have a firearm on, on them. <laughs> and so I got a little bit nervous because like, I can probably take this guy in a fist fight. But if this dude's got a gun, like I'm not really trying to get involved. And she also told me, like, you know, I, I said, you know, it's like, I, you know, do you want me to deal with this? And I think she knew what she knew what I meant when I said that. And she was like, nope, like. He's just being stupid. Like, I don't want any, like, you know, formal issues going on. And the, stupid, this whole time, was, was she was she nervous about this at all? She was nervous. Or what was her uh, demeanor? She was, she was clearly, like, confused as to how it happened and pissed off. But at the same time, I could tell uh, she kind of was enjoying herself. <laughs> and yeah, because she like knew a, she, like nothing was going to happen to her. <laughs> Sorry, what, Pete? Well, she knew nothing was going to happen to her. She knew she was in for a oh, show. Oh, yeah, she knew she was fine. It's going to be two guys, you know, fighting for her. This sounds, it sounds like a medieval sparring match between two barons. Yeah. But I, to, to, to put it the story on pause, I had no idea how he found her. And it turns out that on Snapchat, there's like this snap map. I would assume that's what it's called. That's what yeah. I would call it. Oh, yeah. And if you're public snap on map. it, you can see where the people that you're friends with are. And so this dude literally just saw her in an area that he knew was a good dating spot, assumed that she was on a date and straight up stalked her there. 
And he continued wow. to use that app to figure out where I was that entire time. So this, I'm thinking I'm being all slick, you know, dipping into the coffee shop. But no, this guy literally had my. He's got you tracked. Yeah, he's got a tracker on me, man. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I decided to. I, I ran over the concrete um, block, and it oh, really dinged up my car because <laughs> I have a fairly low car. And I could hear, like, I thought it, like, bumped my exhaust off. Like, I just heard scraping. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, like, what am I doing? Like, I just damaged this car for some girl I just met. But anyways, I escape. And as soon as this dude sees me pulling out, grab, like, jumps in his car and then, can you know, proceeds to follow me. And I didn't know how committed he was. So I just kind of did some blocks around the circle. You know, I, you know, I took the opportunity to talk to a girl. I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, it's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if you're like, you're still with him. And, you know, you're trying to like, you know, I don't know if you're cheating or anything, but I need to like lose this guy because he seems like he's dangerous right now. And she was just like, no, like it's a lot. It's a complicated story. We're not together and kind of gave me some backstory. And it, 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 it told me enough to know that I didn't really owe this guy anything. If anything, I should be on the side of the girl I was on a date with. And so I, I just I just tried to figure out, like, what am I going to do? Um, and so I was like, well, I've got a fat, like, you know, semi-fast car. I'm going to get on the freeway. Because I'm not, like, not <laughs> going to go to like good I, move. My main thought process was I'm not going to go to where I live. Because, again, I thought he had a gun. And I don't want him to know the apartment complex I live in. So that wasn't an option. And, yeah, that seems like a smart move. Yeah, so I I popped on the uh, 55 North, and I just gun it. I just pedaled to metal, got up to like 90 miles per hour on the freeway, and this dude just kept following me. Jeez. And, you know, he was behind me, so I didn't – I was like, well, he knows where I'm going, so what do I need to do? He's like, well, I've seen enough movies. Actually, I don't know if this is something they do in the movies. I was like, I got to get behind him. So I, 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 I floor, I break my car fully while simultaneously going into another lane where there were cars like in front and behind me. So he couldn't merge in and the dude just beeline, like he just flies past me and I was like, all right, I'm good. And I pull in the lane behind him. I was like, okay, now I'm behind him. I somehow need to like exit the freeway, but I can't do it too obviously, or he's going to exit with me. Man, you're being strategic. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be. I was, you know, my adrenaline, this is probably the most amped I've ever been in my life. My heart was beating. And as as the car, you know, this car chase got more and more <clears throat> intense, this girl just started. She literally said, like, you know, this is kind of exciting. <laughs> that's what she all that's what she wanted. <laughs> this was all yeah. planned. She knew this guy was gonna come after her if she went on a date. It, it does seem like it. Yeah. But this um, probably happened the week before, too. <laughs> yeah. And I I decided to um, – I pretty much was like, all right, I'm going to get in the exit lane. And then as soon as I convince him to get in the exit lane, I'm going to pull out of the exit lane. And he's either going to be forced to exit or he's going to merge back on and then I exit. So that – and that's what ended up happening. Mm. I pulled a fakie into the, to the exit road. He comes in front of me. And then right before, like, you know, those, like, water barriers, I was like, there's no way if I, like, fake back – you know, double fake out that he's going to be able to come back uh -huh. in. And so I pull that maneuver and I'm good. And then I see this guy 
put his car in reverse on the freeway. Jeez. And he backs up at least 200 meters and follows me. Wow, this guy was committed. Yeah, very committed. And I actually, I even cut my headers off as I was exiting. That's badass. Because I was like, all right, if my lights are off, like, you can't follow me. And so I'm like, I'm just in shock that this dude just backed up on the freeway. But I'm like, okay, I think I'm good. Like, he's probably going to get in an accident. Like, who knows what's going to happen? I don't really care. And so I, you know, I leave. I'm flooring it through the exit. I take a couple turns and then I'm sitting there at the stop sign thinking it's all over. And this dude pulls up right next to me and he rolls down his window and I'm thinking, all right, this is when I die. <laughs> He's going to pull a chopper the, out of the back. The Glock the 34 is coming out. It's over. Yeah. And no, I like instead he, he takes out his phone and he's like trying to like, sign to this girl like yo answer your phone like i just want to talk to you and then he tries to talk to me he's like yo dude i don't want any trouble i just want to talk to her like he's trying to get on my side i was like nah dude Jeez. at this point i'm yeah, too invested point, like you, you pissed you me backed off. up on the freeway man that's that crosses the line yeah like this is yeah you know, this is like nah that's not how this works and he gets that you know he gets the gist of it and he throws his phone out the window at my windshield and he cracks it and that really pissed me off because I was like, now I have to pay to get my windshield re- repaired. I already paid for this girl's dinner <laughs> and now I got to fix my windshield. And Plus, sir, the underside of your car might be in rough Yeah, that's too. the other thing I was thinking. I was like, I don't, I don't even know if my car is suitable to be driving right now. Like, I was worried that the, like, the drive train, drive, whatever it's called, was like, I was like, my steering wheel's probably, like, misaligned. Like, I don't know if my brakes even work. Like, anyways... This whole, like, this is, it's been, like, 20 minutes at this point, and I told her, I was like, all right, if you don't want me to do anything, I need you to Google the nearest police station. And I was like, I'm just going to pull into the police station, because they got cameras, and they got people on duty, and if he gets out of his car and tries any, you know, funky business, he's going to get in trouble. And I was like, it's a pretty good idea. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking this is foolproof. This girl, of all the police stations in the area, takes me to a, a, a mortician's office. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting oh, in this parking like lot, bad luck. and I'm like, this place looks a little dead, literally. <laughs> I don't think there's any, like, active policemen or anything. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Like, this is... Like we're at a dude. What? She, at a dentist office. She was she was leading you the whole way, man. She she purposely she knew that she was going to take you to mortician's office. She had this all planned out in her head. Yeah, it was. I, I would maybe, but I don't. I don't want to attribute too much intelligence to this girl. She wasn't. She wasn't like a mastermind or anything. But anyways, to to cut the story short, it is a long story. I I'm just sitting there in this completely empty parking lot and this dude is still next to me and I just call 911 and I roll down my window and I put him on speaker I put the like my, I put my like the police officer I'm talking to on speaker and I I pretty much scream so the guy can hear me there's this like psycho dude trying to chase me on the freeway his license plate is blank 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 I need some help here and the officer was like, all right, we'll send someone on the way, like, you know, dispatch a unit or whatever they say. 
And the dude that was following me, he kind of picked up on what was happening and he bailed. Um, and so everything was all kind of calm. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take you home because I'm still not taking you to my place on the off chance this dude is still following me. And I'm going to drop you off. She's like, no, don't take me home because he knows where I live. Can you drop me off at my friend's house? And so I was like, all right. And I'm getting there. And this dude is stationed at this friend's house. So I don't know how many times this whole cycle has happened, but this dude knew what was going on. And he was also still like tracking her. So he kind of, I guess he figured it out. And so this girl sees him and says, all right, drop me off at the curb. I'm just going to, I'm just going to run in. And so I drop her off and she, she sprints in thinking that as soon as she's out of my car, this guy's not going to follow me anymore, which is not what happened. He kept following me and kept trying to harass me, kept throwing stuff. Like, I think he threw like a jewel at me. Like it was just some stupid stuff. Like continuing to damage my car and eventually he gave up because he realized that the like the root of his problem was the girl and not me. And she told me later that he came back to the friend's house that I dropped her off at with a couple of his friends. And they were just camped out outside, like like verbally just yelling at the apartment that they knew she was in and eventually eventually the father of the friend came out with like a gun and was like like y'all need to leave like this like i don't know what the hell's going on but i'm not going to tolerate this you know it's like it's like midnight on a on a friday or whatever and yeah that was that was the end of story that's that's some hard stuff wow yeah and uh needless to say after putting that much effort into a first date I definitely ensured that there was a second occasion, you know, so that the story, of course, of course. The story could be completed. And uh, yeah, you know, you know, it was like a week long thing with her. And, you know, I, I pretty much just found out this dude was like a super abusive guy. I still don't know if they were still dating or not, but I, I couldn't believe it. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, like, you know, you, you, you ask too many girls out on Tinder and eventually something like this happens. That was it. Yeah, was a wake up call so. to be sure. How did the second date go? It was good because she thought I was, you know, like James Bond or something. <laughs> and yeah, you showed a lot of virtue. Yeah, and she thought, you know, she was really impressed by how I handled it. She was like, "I would have thought that, you know, you would have gotten like more angry, yada yada yada." And I was like, "No, nah, I mean, you told me not to like do anything, so I, I didn't." And I just, you know, she thought it was, you know, like when you're on a date with a girl, you can show her you're smart with your wits. Or the moves you pull. Mm-hmm. But she straight up saw that I was like a, a quick thinker through a highway chase. Like I so Yeah, what else yeah, do you want a husband, right? Like <laughs> he can save you from a highway chase. I mean, he can save you from pretty much anything. But yeah, that that's that's definitely my most crazy story. I have other ones, but that is by far the most adventurous one. And um Yeah. Jeez. It, that sounds like something straight out of a movie. It felt it felt like it was out of a movie and I, and, and GTA. Dude, I remember coming home. <laughs> I don't know if John was asleep or not. Yeah, I was my... the whole time I was just snoozing like peacefully hey, he... in my bed. And I woke up <laughs> I was saying you should have called John. <laughs> I, John I woke have, up uh, the next... driven the Honda Accord. No, it was that chase. night. 
that and I woke you up and I was like, John, I have to tell you something. I do remember. And that. I like I, I don't know where to start, but it involves a highway chase with a jilted ex. I was like, oh, mo- holy tomorrow. <laughs> a highway chase of an ex? Like, dude, what did you get yourself in? This girl better be worth it, Tucker. <laughs> it's better be worth it. But, yeah, that's my long story. Man. So, long story short, don't is... – uh, no, I, I prefer Bumble, you know? <laughs> long story, long story <laughs> short. He prefers Bumble. That, that's a good, uh, good user advice, right? Yeah, I there. think I think I could write. I think I could write a review on Bumble with that story in mind, and and you know give them some serious business. Yeah, dude, I think you definitely could. That's it's definitely some valid information <laughs> for who's ever looking to use Tinder. Pete, man, do you have any crazy stories from any day? Uh, dude, nothing that tops that. Nothing that tops that. It's hard. Um, it's hard to top that. That's that's something you hear about in the news, right? Yeah, dude. That's something. That's something you hear about in a movie or on, uh, you know, late night local television. Exactly. <laughs> no, the the main yeah. the main thing from that story that just to this day blows my mind is that someone would dare put their car in reverse on a highway, and in all states. California with the speed limit is 70 miles per hour. So I, I, I just, I still can't understand that. Like what, how could, what, how, how, how whipped can you be to back up on a freeway to follow a girl that's no longer interested in you? Like you, that's, that's another, you hit a that's point. the definition of a simp in my opinion. That's a little Yeah, dude. It, it just blows me away how committed this guy was. Like, he, he put himself at risk in, in so many situations in this story. Like, he he really wanted to have a conversation with this girl. <laughs> and where's that conversation going to go? Like, he's already seen me on a date with this girl. She was really dressed up. She was wearing, like, a... She was dressed up like that girl in the red dress from The Matrix. That's almost exactly what she looked like. Like, she was... She was the she had like this black purse on and like she every like everyone in the restaurant kind of noticed her when she walked in. And I was just like, mm-hmm. you can tell that this girl was trying to like she was done up. Like she was trying to look good. Like what, how, what right, are you going right. to salvage from whatever relationship, you know, remained between them? Yeah, I, you're done. That's just he, he was hoping for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess her running into her friend's house at a full sprint didn't give it away to him, though. <laughs> no, and I think she guy threw. Can't take a hint. I think she threw her uh, purse at him as he was driving away. Like just threw this. I don't know. It's probably designer. You, you know how the modern woman is. Throws this designer purse in this. You know, at this dude's car, and it's in the middle of the street, just to try to po- prove a point. She's like screaming at him. I, I think she said like I hate you or something. I was, it was it was a very fiery and passionate uh, sequence of events, to be sure. Yeah, man, that is. I feel like I would need a nice long sleep after that night. Yeah, I, I don't think I slept. Oof. To be honest, I think my heart was just pounding out of my chest. I was like, "What have <laughs> I become?" I went from this introverted, like just zero self esteem, uh, recluse. Living by myself, and you know I was living by myself. You you saw my apartment. I went from that yeah, it's, I I went from that person to this guy who's 
confident enough. To... You, you were all of a sudden just Jason Statham <laughs> on, the, on the freeway. Transporter 2. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Tucker, do you have any more, inter- That's do you have any more interesting uh, dating app tales to tell? Or I do, but not not like that. That was definitely the That's... craziest. Um, I mean, I've met some really interesting, crazy people on the apps, but nothing... Nothing that was a direct byproduct of me being on a dating app. It was just, you know, poor selection yeah. and, and girls, maybe maybe poor selection of, you know, behavior on my part that didn't lead to a particularly appealing out you know, outcome for either one of us. But no, that that is by far the craziest story. I not only just dating story, it's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, I've, I've had a bunch of hit or misses on uh, on Tinder, but I've never been worried about getting into a car chase. That's never really crossed my mind. Well, now I'm like, oh, maybe this girl won't show up. That's that's the worst thing I'm thinking. <laughs> well, that, that thought crosses my mind before every day, to be honest. But, you know, now now that's something, you you know, you can have a secondary uh, worry, Pete. You know, the next time you're on a date, you can recall this story and, you know, you don't want yeah. the date to go too well. You might end up in a freeway chase. All right, man. At least, I, at least I feel like I got some advice now. I know what to do. <laughs> and also, and, uh, pocket that away. Yeah, just in case. and also make sure you know maybe the first you know you can exchange formalities. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming out to dinner with me. By the way, do you have Snapchat? If so, is your avatar public on the Snap Map? Because you should probably turn that off now. <laughs> Do you have, do you have a that seems like a very good preliminary question? Do you, psych- <laughs> do you happen to have a psychotic ex boyfriend who would get into a car chase? Yeah, it's it sounds like they need to beef up that verification. Uh, I, I think bit. maybe expand it to past relationships. Yeah, I think that that is definitely one of the morals of the story because, again, like the whole premise was th- this girl's never gonna listen to this, but her her. Tinder name was Crystal, and her real name was Aaron, <laughs> right? I know, Crystal. Oh, that's great. So Crystal. that's why when this guy said, yo, he said, yo, Aaron, and I heard Aaron, because I assumed he was addressing me, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, I know this girl oh. is Crystal, which is nothing like Aaron, and then I had to remember, mm-hmm. oh, my God, her name is Aaron. He's yelling at her. So if you need some name verification, photo verification. Yep. Yeah. Dude, it just it just goes to show you too that the, the lack of detail and like info that you get on people, especially on Tinder, is it's kind of scary sometimes when you think about yeah. it. Like you're really just looking at a couple of pictures, and you know the rest of the information on there could be complete. You know, BS. yeah. It's and I think we had exchanged maybe two lines. I I, I pulled the classic. Uh, it's my go-to pickup line. Always works. Nothing complicated. It's just. Do you like Italian? <laughs> and we can go into the psychology of that question, but I have never, I have never experienced a failure after delivering that line. And hey, man, that's a great. I mean, that's very yeah. To the point, so all I knew know? about this girl was her name was Crystal. I thought, and she liked Italian. So mm-hmm. that's not enough to. Yeah, Tucker means... has a repertoire of pickup lines that just automatically work for him on these dating apps and i don't know if it's a (laughs) it has to do with the you know the pictures the profile pictures that he uploads 
I think that has something to do with it. I think the average, you know, schmuck who goes on the average male schmuck, I should say, who goes on these dating apps and tries to use these pickup lines will not have as high a success rate as Tucker, but but the the do you like Italian line just unfailingly brings about some sort of positive no not positive but an interesting date at least. Because who doesn't like Italian? Like seriously. It's not like I'm saying do you like Thai point. food? Yeah. Like it's like there's a chance that you ask that question and they say no. And it's not Mexican because mm-hmm. you know Mexican kind of comes across as I want to have a couple margaritas and see where the evening goes. Whoa. But Italian, you know, Italian's <laughs> like, okay, you know, there's no such thing as a cheap Italian restaurant. So you know that, you know, you're willing to, you know, put some money down. You know, it's probably accompanied with red wine. Yeah. A nice chicken Alfredo. Yep. You it's, know, it's a little more romantic. Yeah. And, and who, th- like, what, what's yeah. better? I mean, the only thing I can think that would top that would be French. But few people have gone to French restaurants. But everyone's been to Italian pasta. What type of person doesn't like pasta? They might be a little intimidated by the Yeah, exactly. And it's a bit pretentious. Italian's kind of, it's the middle, it's the middle ground. ground. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little do they know they're going to Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) The bottom of the barrel for Italian food. Yeah, that, that, maybe I would have had more success if I took her to, Olive Garden, and, and she was immediately disinterested. And the, you know, the guy that was following her, he didn't feel intimidated because uh, it's like, oh, this guy's taking her to Olive Garden. Like, what? What's the threat here? But no, I took her to <laughs> Francoli Gourmet, a lovely four point seven out of five Yelp stars, the uh, hot spot in the Orange Circle. And uh, I think I think you recognized. Her location and immediately felt threatened by the. <laughs> he rep- saw Frank Coley immediately. Yeah. Oh shit! This yeah. is bad. Saw yeah. Frank Coley and was like, "This is not good. This I better good. better get in my trunk and uh, chase this guy on the freeway. He means business." <laughs> Pete, man, you got oh, Pete, man. Pete, you got any well, dating this- app stories? Pete, you got a couple things. Uh, like I said, man, nothing, nothing yeah, as crazy as that. But I mean, got- uh, let's see. Um, you got a couple that you sleep on. Spill your guts. Tell us. <laughs> uh, this one time I, what was it? I was okay. So I matched with this girl on t- it was Tinder, and I think we exta- exchanged Snapchats. Oh um, which is I'm always I'm always a little suspicious when when the girl wants to exchange As you Snapchat. Are to be. Yeah, she wants but to any- check you out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, we we snap a couple times. We uh, send some messages, Ooh. and uh, we decide like you know one one night. I think it was like a Saturday night or something. We were gonna meet downtown, get a drink, and uh, I was like, "All right, this is great. This is going uh, exactly how I how I thought it was gonna go." We set up a date, time, uh, location, and then I get downtown into Burlington, Burlington, Vermont, and. Um, I uh, I text her. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm here. Like, I'm downtown. Where are you at?" And uh, she was like, "I'm actually um, out with like a couple of my girlfriends, and um, I'm not really sure how I feel about like, you know, a guy showing up at like my girls' night out." And I'm like, "Okay, this is um, this is a little odd because I, I guess I was under the impression that we were going out on a date here." <laughs> um, but apparently, she was at she was at a girls' night out. And I was like, "Oh, geez," and. Uh, I was like, okay, well, you, I texted her and I was like, you know, uh, 
I don't know what to do here. I showed up and, you know, I, I can come back later if you want. She's like, oh, no, like, uh, you know, can you go to a different bar or something? Like, maybe we can hang out later. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go to another bar, get a drink. So I go to a different bar, get a drink. You know, I'm just kind of look, checking my phone. Um, one of my friends comes downtown. He gets a drink with me. We're just hanging out. And then uh, she she texts me and she's like, oh, we're going to uh, this other bar. Um, you know, do you have, like, any friends oh, you can boy. bring along? Um and I was like, actually, like, my friend's downtown. Like, we can both come. And she's like, oh, great. Like, you know, a couple of my friends are here, so we can all hang out or whatever. So I get to uh, I get to the other bar, and she's, like, she's just wasted. And uh, I get in. She, like, puts her arm around me like she's known me for, like, 10 years. She's like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, you know, I'd had one beer. And I was like, oh, oh Jesus, here we go. And, uh she was like, oh, meet all my friends. And it's just like four dudes and like two girls oh. sitting at a table. And I was like, hey, what's up? Like, I don't know any of you guys. Um, and uh, so I'm just standing there. And it's just like a loud bar, like music's going. And uh, she was like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink with my friend. Like, just wait here. And then she goes and get a drink with her friend. And then they just go sit at a different table. And my friend and I are just standing there like, what the fuck's going on? Like... Um, just like the biggest schmuck. And, uh, then, then she's, she's over at this other table with like her friend. They're just having a drink. Like we weren't even there. And, uh, my friend and I were like, no, we're just gonna go fucking sit down. And, uh, so we just, we go and sit down at the table with them and her friend looks over at me and she's like, who are you? And I was like, um, here to see Victoria. And she was like, she goes by Vic. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, so I was like, you know what? Fucking I'm leaving. So my friend and I, we just left, went to a different table. We, uh, we ordered like all these expensive shots for their table and told the waiter that it was their birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Now that, and that was, uh, that was the end of that. Red pill move. I've ever heard one. Yeah. That's, that's a good revenge though. I like that. Yeah, man. I decided, you know what? I'm going to give Laura a taste for own medicine. Yeah. That. I feel like that story but, uh, might summarize the underlying intentions of most women when, you know, it's not, you know, not to, not to uh, put you down or anything, but it's, it's like a back, not a backup plan, but it's like, oh, I'm going out with my friends. There's some guys there, but like, you know, I'm not really interested in them. Maybe if I drink enough, I'll invite this other dude in. Yeah, no. Be, It'll be exciting, yep, yep. and you know we'll see how it goes. But that's just no, exactly. I, I was just like the guinea pig. Like she just invited me along to see what yeah, what and, I would and do. I'm glad like, you did. I was. Yeah, I was I'm glad the you did. What you did because she probably expected you, like most guys, <clears throat> to just keep funding her and her girlfriend's night. Like most guys would <laughs> come. All in. the money, baby. Most guys yeah. would be like, yeah. oh, you know, like they yeah. go along I'll buy with you a drink. Yeah, let me, you know, we can get some bottle service going. And then all of a sudden you you've got a free night. And you know, most most attractive women know that they can, you know, get what they want from a guy and then just bail. Like I've uh, I've heard that story so many times. Yeah, no, dude. I, I was I was not gonna be playing. No, you you made the you made the right saw, call saw for sure. But uh, you know, no car chase. But that's that's about as crazy as my. Uh, I, I want to go back to the um, 
the whole the the, the initial worry because I have this, you know, no matter no matter how much confidence you have, you always think like, what if this girl doesn't show up? And mm. the moment yep. I figured out how to deal with that was when I realized I was like, okay, you know, maybe it doesn't work too well with a bar, but you can still pull it off. You show up to this restaurant, you've got a reservation. Uh, and you know, you take your seat, you're waiting for this girl or you, you know, you give her like 10, 15 minutes, you know, you, you assume she's, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find parking and she's walking there she's not checking her phone and you just tell yourself, you know what, I'm an attractive guy sitting at a bar or sitting at a restaurant or a bar and everyone here, not everyone, but some people here, they kind of know what's going on. Like you're click, you know, you're checking your phone anxiously mm-hmm. They know that you're waiting for a girl. Yep. And they're yep. typically pretty attractive waitresses at bars and restaurants. And so I just tell myself, if this person doesn't show up, I'm not going to be coy about it. I'm going to sit here. And when that waitress shows up and asks me, you know, what's going on, you just say very bluntly, I think I'm getting stood up. But when do you get off work? And in my mind, I have this this fantasy that it's such a confident move. Like you're a guy that's in his most vulnerable state. You know, you got all ready to go on this date and this girl's standing you up, but you still have the Mm -hmm. balls. You you still know that you can get something out of the evening. You can still meet someone intriguing. And I just I, Mm -hmm. I just always tell myself and I've done this once. And the waitress was very like taken aback. But she answered. She told me when she was getting off. I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe I'll just wait around, order some food, and then, you know, maybe we could, you know, get a drink or something. And, uh, you know, she, she, was, she was down. She was like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, I suppose, my date did show up. But it's just having that option and that confidence of knowing that, uh, you know, even if, even if this girl just takes your time for, for granted and kind of plays you, now you can use that to, uh, you know, maybe meet someone a little bit more spontaneously. And I don't know, it's not particularly realistic. I suppose you have to be a certain type of person to do that. But I, I literally, I think that mm-hmm. every single time my, my, I, I told my parents about that and they thought it was ridiculous, but it's like, no, like if I'm going to a fancy <laughs> restaurant, I got a reservation and she doesn't show up. I'm just going to ask one of the w- waitresses. Or or walk up to the bar, you know, those typically attractive, you know, bartenders, and just tell them what's up. Like they they you know they're they're watching the place. Yeah. They're they're observant. They know they, they know can they, they can see a guy that's waiting for someone, and they can tell when that person's not coming on. So it's yeah, I mean, exactly. you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. lose. So. And 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 furthermore, if you ever you know, if you've got a limited selection of restaurants, chances are you're going to you're going to show up to that place again. And what's better, you show up to that place and everyone in the area knows that you had the balls to ask one of the staff members, you know, to go out with them or, you know, or they're going to think, oh, this dude got stood up here. Which one's better? Which one's going to give you more confidence walking into that place again? It's a very good point. I, I think that I think you hit on a good point because. I think having that confidence is key with Tinder because, um, you know, speaking personally, the, the success rate with Tinder is not always high. You know, you, you, you got to go on a lot of dates to, to get a couple oh, successful. Ones. Absolutely. And, uh, 
you know, so I think having that confidence knowing and going into it, knowing that there's a good chance it's, it might not work out. That's key. You, you got to be resilient. Yeah. Tinder, Tinder. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know how many Tinder dates I've gone on, but it's always in, in, in the back of your mind, you know, that it's like, it's Tinder. It's mostly for hooking up. Maybe it's for something a little bit more serious, but no, no girl is really looking for a boyfriend on Tinder. I mean, there are a select few and you know, you have to know that, you know, you go on Bumble. I think that's, that's what's a little bit more appealing about Bumble. It's this middle ground where you can clearly state what you're looking for. It's literally one of the uh, profile mm-hmm. prompts or whatever that you put in. So you kind of know what the mm-hmm. intentions are beforehand and it's not hinge because hinge is like their whole motto is, you know, designed to be, deleted yeah that's that's yeah, it yeah, that's what... yeah you know, you know you're getting you're into not gonna with have like a, you know one two night stand or anything off of hinge and so bumble comes in and it's this place where you know it's still the girls move and they kind of you know they, they they get to play their cards however they see fit but you know that it's not you know you're not you're not necessarily confined to either one of those alternatives it's, it's like italian food you know it's the middle brow that is Way to circle back. Absolutely, yeah. John. Bumble is the Italian food of dating apps. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's approachable, but still exactly. uh, respectable. But, you know, I just found this out, and I was telling John about this earlier. Weird, weird uh, caveat of Bumble. Apparently, several women, at least one, they they're not interested in a guy on Bumble unless he extends the match, right? So there's that feature where you can extend it an extra 24 hours. Oh. I had never... Don't you Sorry, pay what? for that? No, no, you, you don't. Have to pay I for think that? you only get like one one a day or something like that. Yeah. And I had never oh, thought okay. of that because I have never in my life extended a match because to me, that's like the ultimate like beta move, like... What if a girl can't respond in twenty four hours? Is she yeah. really interested? But uh, no, apparently that that signifies or signals to the girl that you're actually interested. And I had never considered that. So that might be a yeah. I also, I mean, what is kind of unique about Bumble is that the the girl right. has to message first. So I always kind of understood that if she doesn't message you in twenty four hours, you know, you probably right. She's not interested. Right, but so. You know, the thought that they are interested, they're just waiting for you to show your commitment via an extension is very weird to me. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. I, I would never, that wouldn't be my uh, initial reaction to, to, to that. I wouldn't think like, oh, I better <laughs> yeah, extend no, that. Like, she hasn't messaged me in 24 hours, but I'm still going to extend yeah. it. <laughs> but I, I think... If if I had to choose, I think uh, I think I like Hinge, especially at you know I'm, I'm 23, I'm gonna be turning 24 in a couple months. You know I don't, you know I'm definitely not on Tinder. I feel a bit too old for that. And um, Bumble, mm-hmm. yeah, again, it's this weird middle ground where like it can work, but the girl has to message you. And a lot of women, you know, despite the uh, overwhelming popularity of feminism these days. A lot of women want to be spoken to in a fairly not not spoken to, but approached in you know a traditionally masculine sense, where it's like the guy's got to ask you out, guy's gonna come up with the moves to show initial interest, and you know that's what hinges for. Um, 
you know, you can send a like on someone's mm-hmm. prompt. You can send a like on like anyone can send a like. So it's still it's got that true equality. Bumble kind of feels to me very unequal. Like Tinder's totally, totally equal. Anyone can message. But, you know, it's got its inherent right, flaws right. that we've already discussed. But Bumble, you know, yeah, it forces mm-hmm. forces the woman to, you know, make this move. And a lot of women don't, you know, they don't really want to do that. But then Hinge comes in and they're like, nope, anyone can send a send a like, even if you don't match with them. So Hinge is like the, the French cuisine of dating apps. Bumble's the Italian and uh, Tinder is the, Mexican. Absolutely. Yeah, Tinder is the, the dirty Mexican with the pitcher of margaritas. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, fellas. Any any concluding words? <clears throat> any uh, any insights into uh, how dating apps have affected our our society, our generation? Any any big picture ideas or? Uh, I I would say that I think online dating like Tinder and Hinge and Bubble, I think they have uh, a real role in the dating space but i think people will always crave um real life kind of authentic you know human interaction and i think that that those because of that online dating will never become um you know used uh you know like i don't think it'll ever become super widely used by everyone i think it will always remain kind of a a niche I kind I agree, but I also want to play devil's advocate in the sense that, sure. especially yeah, yeah. with the pandemic, it seems that, well, be, you know, bars are closed. Well, you know, not so much anymore, but in, for so long, like, you know, almost a year, you couldn't meet people organically. Mm-hmm. And if you, yeah, and you yeah, couldn't, no, you know, you couldn't show true. off. Everyone's got a mask on, so you don't know what anyone looks like. And, you know, people that are attractive, they mm-hmm. gain their confidence from showing off that attractiveness. And you couldn't do that other than through dating apps. And so I think over the past year, mm-hmm. like more and more people have kind of used dating apps. They've gotten over the weird feeling of using them. And they realized, you know, maybe they had a couple mm-hmm. good encounters and they realized, you know, this this can be kind of semi-organic in a sense you know if you exchange a couple messages and decide to just immediately go out you know you kind of forget where you initially met and it it feels it feels kind of similar to you know just running into a guy at a bar because that's it's kind of what you're doing um and i I mean for me i i have like most of my dates almost i would say 90 percent of the dates i've gone on and like girls that i've had you know relationships with it's all from dating apps. You know, I'm not particularly proud to admit that mm-hmm. because I'd like to be that that dude at the bar that just walks up and, you know, figures out how to uh, communicate with you. But it's just, it's such an easy way to meet people that I, I, I think that, you know, I don't, I don't, I think there are, you know, there's statistics on this, but I feel like almost 70% of relationships are going to be not now, but in the future are going to be like, Oh yeah, we met on hinge or, you know, I met my, I met my fiance on Bumble and it's just going to become this kind of very mm-hmm. normalized thing and more dating apps will come out and other ones will fade. You know, I don't know how much longer Tinder has, but 
it seems like uh, it's it's kind of an it's a new thing, especially for the youth. And then everyone that's you know too yep. young to be on dating apps—that's all they're hearing about. You know, they they hear these they yep. hear these stories of car chases <laughs> and uh, you know being <laughs> like played at, at bars and, and all this nonsense. And you know, even though it carries a stigma with it, they feel like they need to engage in that uh that type of you know digital digital dating and eventually it's just gonna be it's gonna be the main thing yeah i think you're right i think that uh especially as dating apps start to evolve and become even better um i think that they really will occupy a very normal uh purpose for and, and role in dating for a lot of people. Um, I think it'll be interesting, especially just to see how online dating develops post pandemic. I think that's going to be a huge yeah. indicator and, of, of their, and I would hope uh, that, success. you know, post pandemic life, people are like, they're sick of the dating app. Right. But I think that people are, have over acclimated mm-hmm. right. to it and they're, they're just so dependent on it that I don't know if they're, they will return. Um, because they use it so much and it's like, yeah. you know, we're humans. We crave, we crave social interaction and you're sitting at home because the government tells you, you, you know, you can't go out. And if you do go out, you have to wear a mask. And all of a sudden these people are realizing, how am I going to get the attention that, you know, I so desperately crave and it's, it's via, you know, people mm-hmm. sending you likes and matching with you on these dating apps and, you just get so used to that instant gratification. And, yeah. and another thing is because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm computer science oriented. It's the algorithm. It's the power of an app to collect your data and your past, you know, preferences and suggest to you who you ought to go out with. And as these dating apps become more and more powerful, it's going to get to the point where like, you're going to find your wife on the first, like it's going to be the first profile that, pops up to you you know on the the second of downloading yeah, one of these man, apps crazy. it's just gonna be like they're just gonna know too much mm-hmm. about you it's i don't know if you've seen rick and morty yeah. season four i know john hasn't but there's one episode where there's literally an alien race that develops dating apps because it can just it, they're so successful that it takes over like everyone becomes brainwashed with like instant gratification romance i suppose and they can just infiltrate Mm -hmm. the uh planet and do whatever they want with it because everyone's on this dating app because they're meeting you know their soulmate every every you know you know twice a day and i i feel like it's gonna get to that point and hinge is uh hinge is like that it'll every now and then you know after it collects enough data it'll say oh we think you two should meet and i've actually never had an occasion where I've seen that prompt and I've been like, no, nah, I don't think we should. It's always like, oh, that's a valid point, Hinge. I think we should meet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hinge. <laughs> All right. That's funny. You, you don't think you don't think people? I just want to ask. You don't think people will miss that? No, uh, I, that I do. Chase, though? But I think that like chase can still come though yeah. after the initial. Like, I, I see dating apps as just like a, a way to just get the two people together in person and then there's still so much That's more true. to develop right yep. from going from that point of just getting that first date D- yeah dating- that's the hardest point right is getting the first date and yeah. then yeah dating apps are like 
that colleague at work that mm-hmm. says, oh, my friend Susan, I think yeah. you'd like her. That's and, exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but just an introduction. advocate against my own devil advocate play, I, I agree with you, Pete. Like, it's not organic. Uh, or not that organic, and you know, I hope that people return to that uh, that initial, you know, more human interaction where it's completely spontaneous. But um, you know, I I fear I fear that people have just gotten too used to it, and I think it's just going to be such a normalized thing if it isn't already that it you know it's not going anywhere, and if anything, mm-hmm. it's just going to get more popular. Yeah, yeah. It will. We've got interesting. quite a future in store for us as uh mid twenty twenties males. Yeah, well, it's Yeah. Yeah, the, as the, the Gen Zoomers days we're gonna zoom into the roaring twenties. Yeah. Um Well hey, well this was a this was a great episode, gentlemen. Thank you, uh thank you, Tucker Aarons, for joining us on the Exile Diary. It was a pleasure. Uh you're always welcome back in the future. Any uh, departing words for our loyal but uh, <laughs> small audience? Um, no, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, we're always super stoked to do a new episode, and um, yeah, we'll see you. Fantastic, on the next one. folks. Take-